0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bloomy Brain Podcast, where you come to water and nourish your brain, in turn seeing your mind, body, and spirit bloom. This evening, I have a very special guest with me, if you guys would like to welcome Amber Law, the owner of Healing Leaves Holistic Center and Inner Guidance Hypnotherapist. Welcome Amber.
1: Thank you so much for having me Carly.
0: You're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and that we could really work this out and how much fun is it that we're doing this on a Saturday night. It's my
1: first podcast ever. I'm excited. Yeah,
0: Guys, oh my gosh, I feel so lucky to have you on. Um, I can you speak so well, I could see you doing so much more of this. So I would love to, especially well, I'll
1: wait and say, but with so many practitioners at Yellow yeah. Leaves. I think you guys an could opportunity have opportunity for everyone to tell their story.
0: Yeah. Really absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I'm really excited that I get to be the one, the first yes. one to kind of get you into this and, you know, just go for it. We're gonna have fun tonight. Absolutely. So how are you? I know you told me that you were in class all day today
1: all day yes so this is a, a lot of first today I um, took my first Reiki class and it was a different type of Reiki than normal um, taught by Jessica Bennett and uh, it's just a really it was a really fascinating class really spoke to my heart and mm. it was from 10 to 6 about 6.30, I think when we finished up and wow and kind of came right on over here and yeah. It was a beautiful class, though, and she has some more upcoming classes. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just an amazing teacher, very gifted um, and talented uh, worker. That's incredible. All of the things. What right? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what, what would I call her exactly? I guess uh, multifaceted. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, and I just have to say, I love how immersed you are in your business. That really says a lot about how passionate you are about what you do. So I think that that's really cool. Um, But why don't you tell the guests, there may be people, and and even myself, I feel like if you asked me, I may not even be able to give the best definition of Reiki, but what is Reiki exactly? Mm -hmm. Well, so basically it's
1: allowing and moving the ego aside and allowing source energy to just channel through you, bringing the higher self um, and fully embodying that, Mm -hmm. and I cannot answer to the typical Reiki since I haven't taken that. And this one, what's really unique is she's teaching us to download our own symbols for the clients or Mm -hmm. for ourselves. So if we, um, for instance, need to feel more grounded, we may bring the tree of life down and just place it wherever we're feeling. So it's really about learning to access the higher self, learning um, to listen to our intuition and kind of understand
0: how it works yeah that is that is just so um interesting to hear about I mean all of the things that you guys do at Healing Leaves are so intriguing to me um and you guys are just all so talented So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Healing Leaves and what you do and, you know, what makes you passionate to be there and be the owner? Wow,
1: yeah. So many things and we do have so many talented um, uh, practitioners. So really what we've come up with is the concept of taking a holistic healing center, which would mean, you know, complementary medicine or things that aren't quite as ordinary. Mm -hmm. And then we're Um, blending it with a day spa type service so we have well it's kind of we came up with this in a fun way um, from skin to soul and everything in between and we truly (laughs) truly have that Um, so yeah starting with estheticians and then massage therapy but everything has its own little twist so we do have your typical um, facials but then our
0: Oh, those are far from typical. right? That I was, was going <laughs> to say,
1: then our estheticians are so creative I... and have come up with um, using crystals and just other, you know, ways, sound bowls and things like that to really make it a healing experience in itself. Yeah. And uh, then we have massage and even our massage therapists um, use different forms of kind of finding where the energy has been stuck and releasing it and... And acupuncture with uh, Patrick, and he's amazing at what he does, and and he has many different things he does as well, like qigong, which is a movement oh, wow. type of energy and and slow moving. I, I couldn't even do it. Service he would do so well explaining it, but breath work and movement and moving the energy through the body, and um, yeah, it's it's just beautiful. And he does astrology as well, and. And then uh, hypnotherapy and then the Reiki and shamans, uh, the sh- we have a shaman and we're just ever evolving and there's workshops yeah. and classes and community and groups. So really what I wanted is a place where we can explore all the different types of modalities and bring them together in one place where we can r- truly um, come in and, and really have self care taken to the next level where you can just um, pamper yourself, but you can also treat your mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Tr- truly treat it. You know, with if you are grieving and uh, having some acupuncture then he might say, Oh, you may want to see Amber for uh, grief or Sami f- or a hypnotherapist for grief, but really each one of us, have our strengths that might work a little bit better with what somebody is going through and yet each one of us could also help an individual you know with what they're going through too all on its own and so they just synergetically blend together to to really
0: give a person a whole body treatment and healing yeah, like total mind, body, spirit, all of the things. Um, and we'll get into my session and, you know, everything that was uncovered there and that I have felt post leaving the session. and I mean, just some of the things that you mentioned i I absolutely could not agree more with that you guys are really just, you know, far from the rest. and I left feeling like the highest version of myself. Mm-hmm. and, It was very cool to, you know, have these sessions before venturing home around the holidays when, you know, you're around a lot of friends, family. It's, uh, you know, kind of an environment that you can experience a little bit of social jet lag. So to have, to have seen all of you guys and have been, um, and have been given that armor. It was almost Mm -hmm. like you guys gave me this invisible armor to put on. Not that I don't love my friends and family. Um, but you mentioned it when we spoke the other day. Um, I believe you called them hypnotic anchors. Anchors, Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, going home, um, we do, you know, it, it is great to see our family and friends. Um, but of course all of us have been conditioned throughout our childhood there's going to be triggers there's going to be (laughs) anchors (laughs) um and what anchors are hypnotic anchors but it's any time just something has stuck with you um somebody said something about you or made you feel a certain way and you believed it about yourself and brought it into your system and Mm -hmm. it then becomes you know a trigger or a belief about you about yourself and it can make us quite sensitive, and family and friends
0: oh, tend eh? to, to hit
1: those a little bit. So, yeah. um, and I love to look at them as learning opportunities, really. And when we can step into an observer mindset and just kind of step back and look and be like, oh, wow, that, that comment really hurt, why? How can I become curious about that? And it's okay if we can't do that in the moment, and sometimes there's just not that time or the rest, you know? But later, we can use that. We can write it down and, and go back and use that. And then that's mm-hmm. how we can find where there's something blocking us from, um, you know, growing into the highest version of ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just have so many thoughts swirling around yeah. in my head right now of just how amazing your practice is and that all of this really is so true. And it was almost like you guys set me up just for... Um, me to step into my chamber of reflection and kind of step out of my body and look at these experiences Mm -hmm. not as the emotional person living them but as someone on the outside kind of reflecting them and taking them as they come that way i can give my friends my family and acquaintances the best of me because and not even to take things the some of the hypnotic anchors fully to heart yeah you
1: can you can start to see them differently when you start doing some of the work or you can see maybe their own traumas and pain or where they're coming from it just changes the way you are I'm not saying that you don't ever get or I won't ever get triggered I mean we all are still human and finding them but what you're saying and and that's really what I think I'm striving to do and all of us is to give us tools to take into the real world with us. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, one, when you're working with one of our practitioners, you are learning a lot and you're getting, you know, this really just so filled up and armor, like you say, but yeah. then you're remembering and learning how to use these tools later on too, how to maybe look at things through a different perspective or how to ground and get really into your body and be in the now moment and not so much in your thoughts. So you can be really present with the person
0: and um yeah Yeah, and guys this is really what I love about holistic healing practices is you know you can go and have a service done and obviously leave feeling amazing feeling incredible but it's a lasting effect it's something that that you get to take with you this feeling and you get to take these mental tools that you guys have you know, given us and you're able to just take on life, um, in a, in a much more efficient, diplomatic, charismatic way. So I think that that's the cool, cool thing too. Um, and you know, we, we had a conversation the other day Mm -hmm. about what sets healing leaves apart. And I want to give you a moment to talk about that. But one thing that really struck me as, as different because you don't really see it you don't hear a lot of it in the world of business there can sometimes be like an unspoken general mood or theme mm-hmm. of competitiveness and I think that you know th- that can be such a sticky or even yucky frame of mind because when we're in competition that says that we don't fully believe in what we have to offer so you you guys talking about and reiterating time and time again, there is no competition here. We think highly of every other spa in town. Um, you know, we're going to attract our tribe and we're not trying to take anyone from anybody else. We, we believe that there's, you know, enough to go around. Right. And we definitely believe that the... Um, Who come to be practitioners
1: with us? Like they're meant to be there, or Mm -hmm. the um, clients who are coming into us, and um, and and we refer out sometimes. So it's also learning the resources of Wilmington too. So something we may not be able to offer, maybe functional medicine or something, or Mm -hmm. chiropractic, or something different. So learning um, what some people may need outside of what we can provide and help to be a place that can present that to people as well we're just truly trying to um, assist the community in so many different levels and ways and yeah as far as our mentality and and kind of our values and what we feel set us apart is that we do each value what one another um does and we take the time to learn about um, one another's modalities we get to try them out and do some sessions and so we're all getting some constant work on ourselves and and getting a chance to take care of ourselves as well but then also seeing what gift this other person brings and then we're able to keep that in mind when we have someone who um we might say hey this this might also be something really good for you or you might want to try this out or this yeah. class is coming up it's not it's not ever feels you know we're never trying to do a sales pitch or anything it's more just about knowing and keeping in mind what else could maybe help this person that they may not even be aware of and by introducing them or just talking about it to them
0: it might be something that really helps them on their journey yeah i mean because all of you guys' services that you offer are you know, absolutely in congruence with one another. Um, it's just like my mom getting her the hypnotherapy session yeah. with you, which she still needs to book. Yeah. She's she's so excited. Um, But I was even telling her, I'm like, I you know, I think that you should do reflexology while you're yeah. there too. So let's get you a session for that, and right. I might do some other things. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with you for sure because I'm not letting you go alone. I just I want I want to like live in your practice. I mean, it just was. Had it not have been Christmas, I might have would have stayed. I know. And, and that's what I wanted when I was trying to think about
1: the environment that I wanted is I really wanted to be able to walk in and feel, you know, just a place where we all feel supported and feel loved. Or, you know, at the very least, just um, a sense of community with one another. Because yeah. so many of us who do this type of work are very sensitive to energy and we're dealing with a lot of heavy issues, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to be dealing with too much work um, problems outside you know drama and things like that yeah so it's kind of consciously um, working at keeping that vibration high but it's also not about fakeness either like yeah. we know that we're all going to go through some hard times at, and need some extra support and that needs to be okay too this isn't about judgment it's about helping one another so we're a place where practitioners can come and like rent space or or have space to to be a practitioner, but also yeah. um, be surrounded by others who understand what it is to, to help and have kind of support, or um, even others saying, "Hey, check check her out. It was really great. This was yeah. amazing," and like boosting up that confidence. And we have people who are very, um, you know, they've been doing it for a long time, or very gifted, or have. Just amazing credentials, and then we make some room for some of the newer people who are just learning and starting out as well. And some te- some of the leaders um, in that modality may take them under their wing and and kind of teach them a little bit. And so I see th- this as just a starting point because there's so many ways we can expand this and um, help help you know a new practitioner. Not only gain new clients, but gain experience and wisdom, and
0: grow their business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of grow your business and business, what inspired or drove you to practice hypnotherapy yourself? Wow. Yeah,
1: I I guess some of my earliest memories. My dad used to like doing some. I don't know. I don't know, think he ever. You know, maybe he read a book or something. That I remember my favorite time when he would be home and would tuck me in. He would do a little visualization about floating on a cloud or something like that. And I loved it. And I want to say that was probably my first introductory to the idea of it. I don't know if I knew what it was called. That's so special. And, and by the time I was a teenager, I just had so many books about, um, you know, psychology, the mind, the subconscious, the unconscious, mm-hmm. um, just deep diving into... Um, how the body works, how the mind works, um, how do people perceive the way they, they do, why, you know, yeah. what forms the personality. It was just it was so fascinating to me. And really, um, I didn't immediately go into it, although I did take some different classes along the way. And I would use it with my own children when they were going to sleep at night or yeah. help them visualize um, doing well on a test or sports performance and things like that <sighs> when they were little. But um, I went into health coaching and I love doing coaching and the questions. But I realized that was just a starting point. And then when I uh, really went deep into hypnotherapy and and doing the full training, I realized, wow, this is so fast because I'm working with the subconscious mind and not so much with the conscious mind because our conscious mind is always trying to look you know, for the answers and it's talking to everyone about the problem, but it's not coming up with the solution. And a lot of times that's because it's just a little bit more buried. And so when we dive into the subconscious mind, we're able to find those answers or those resources or tools that are needed, pull them up into the conscious
0: mind and, uh, and really get to the core or to the root of the issue very quickly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the session that I did with you, I I completely agree with you. Consciously, it's like what we what we got to that day, if I was in my conscious mind, it sh- it shouldn't have been that hard to get to, but who knows? I we may have never gotten to it because of all of the symbols and, you know, the restriction that I may put on my throat chakra to not fully, you know, all of the different Things I maybe would have consciously never gotten to the root of the issue, um, and we covered a few different things in there. But I really think that the most profound thing was when and and you guys saw. So we're just so you guys know, we're not. I'm not asleep. She didn't put me yeah. to sleep when I'm doing that, or when you're doing this to mm-hmm. me. Um, I was, I was awake. I just was in, what a would trance. you say? Yeah, trans, like kind of like that a weird That word kind of scares
1: people sometimes, but it, it's like eyes are closed most of the time. Some people will open up their eyes a little bit and they mm-hmm. may visualize better that way. But it's basically going in to the alpha and then even to the deeper range of the theta brainwave state. I'm always kind of watching for signs. Yeah. And that's a hyper-focused state but we're focused internally. So we're turning our focus inwardly and then we're feeling into the body and able to do so much more. um, So we may feel some tension or pains or different things that come up that give me clues to where there's something that might need to be worked on. Um, So I'm always asking, check in with your body or feel into your body now. What do you feel? And if someone's saying, Oh, there's, this like tension coming up in my heart center or my throat all of a sudden then we can dive in there and and find out what's going on and and oftentimes that you can I'll I'll just stop there and let you finish what
0: you were saying about it no I mean exactly and um to be able to share with you guys today my private personal (laughs) walk inside my hypnotherapy session you know this is emotional. I did cry many times in the session. Um, I kind of moved through life. Uh, I don't want to say unemotional. I am extremely in touch with my emotions, but it all makes so much sense now with what we uncovered. And what that was, was that my, um, my masculine energy, dominates my inner female energy and we uncovered that by um, visualization and me kind of her going through asking me questions what do you you know see how do you feel how does this make you feel Um, questions like that and I, I started to reconcile with it I'm like wow this I was having these visualizations of um these two different energies, if you guys can follow this at all. I know it's It's like very, it's almost like trying to describe a dream. dream. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's in my head. So I'm going to try and bring it about for you guys. But I was seeing this like larger than life, um, presence in me, like eight feet tall. And then I was seeing, um, and, and it, it was definitely a man. And then I was seeing a female that was only like, three to four feet like not even not even like three three and a half feet I was like that's so interesting and why does he look like he's like thriving and she looks really hurt um and then I started thinking you know we go deeper and deeper and I'm like and then I get emotional again and I'm like oh my gosh you know my inner we we all have what would you say inner masculine inner feminine yeah I would say that too and and
1: just inner um Uh, So, um, inner children or, or aspects, different aspects of ourselves Mm -hmm. that have maybe been hurt along the way or, or something about it wasn't acceptable, something about our behavior. We have to, Yeah, this is a necessary part of growing up, um, in a way because, you know, we have to conform to school or different things. And, and luckily I start to see signs of it becoming a little less. But, you know, in order to keep us safe, we can't just run wild or run out into the middle of the road or something. Yeah. But um, sometimes we can take things wrong. We can take things um, different. Um, Sometimes there's just really hurtful things that are done to us, um, real traumas that happen as well. And basically what happens is sometimes a little fragment or aspect of our personality may kind of get stuck or it may sort of get pushed down. So some examples of that would be um, a child that's maybe singing so happy and she learned a new song at school that day and mom might have a horrible headache and has had the worst day ever and just finally is like, please stop. I can't take yeah. the sound of your voice anymore. And right then that could, if it sticks and if it you know is powerful enough, um, be a root cause of, or the beginning of, um, someone who says I can't sing or something like that. And, and not to put it on a mom. I mean, I'm just trying to give an example of how that's just very human. Sometimes it's like, please no more. And I'm not saying this ever to create guilt or fear in any parents, but that, um, is just a, a prime example. And so what can happen is if we can go back in and remember that, and you can bring your adult self and the resources and what you do know as an adult, and you're kind of seeing that situation happening, not only can you maybe understand what a hard day or how it feels to have a really bad headache and just be listening to this loudness and maybe that it wasn't meant that you actually had a horrible voice or anything like that. But then you can also um, validate the child and the hurt feelings and kind of just, you know, help with that and bring it back and incorporate it back into the body And, you know, um, oftentimes as we're growing up, there will be other things that have happened along the way that, uh, kind of reinforces that belief. So it may, that may just be the beginning. And then there may be numerous other things as we grow that reinforce that, but that is kind of, um, a possible way. I'm not saying for everyone, but that is a possible way where someone who never, would sing could find out that they have a really beautiful singing voice potentially yeah. later on or be less afraid to sing
0: or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I agree with that because with mine, upon reflecting in the moment and after the session, um, but definitely in the moment, you know, when when you, it was almost like you kind of nailed it that you're like, let's bring your inner feminine up they need to be the same size and I'm like why isn't she the same size as my masculine and and then it's like oh wait I know why because of all of the things that have been said to me by um, people in life friends family members guys I've dated and it's like oh god we come into this life like a untouched block of ice and then life just starts chipping Chipping away at us and while we're being sculpted into these beautiful humans that doesn't mean it doesn't freaking hurt along the way um and I mean after the session because you you really opened my mind a lot to Tapping into that female side of me and not suppressing her to make other people comfortable anymore and not not hiding her or hell not even changing her to how society wants to see me. I told my little sister, I said, you know, I have changed a lot about myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I've cultivated this person that is like the great wall of china and no right. one can get into it because i've made this person that no one's gonna hurt anymore mm, yeah. i had for so long i was innocent i was pure and the gates were just wide open right. open to what everyone had to say insert an opinion here insert rude comment there all of these things and then it's like ah, oh, put my gate up and create this person that no one can mess with anymore but that's that's not, that's not healthy. Right. That's right. Not it living authentically eventually
1: can start to keep us from feeling, um, love and, you know, re- giving and receiving love. Mm-hmm. And to speak a little more to your case, I feel like I have so many and sometimes it takes me a minute to come back, but yeah, yours was a very beautiful session. I'm just mm-hmm. symbolically, um, and you're absolutely right that. So, you know, that large figure that you were seeing that felt more masculine and everything was the part of you that just had to keep it together and keep going basically Oof. where yeah. the, the little one, the feminine kind of smaller energy was the one that sort of took that sad hit or took, took that hard, um, hit. And maybe, maybe you didn't have time to process it. Maybe you tried, but didn't really know how maybe that part wasn't really accepted any further. And yeah. the, so what we kind of felt like was more the masculine. it was the part of you that needed to be driven who has to still wake up and go to school in the morning, even if somebody bullied you the next day Um, or go to work if, even if you're hurting. And that is sort of how they can start to become out of balance. It's, it's not like anything overpowered you necessarily. It was just that, you know, Hit after hit or, you know, like
0: Yeah. Um I mean it makes me part of you had to get stronger, um, and yeah. keep going, you know. Yeah. I mean, it makes me emotional all over again yeah. on this podcast. Um, I'm having a flashback and a flashback currently to um sixth grade when And, you know, when you're, when you're little, there is so much direction in your life. Go here, go here, be at school by this time. I'm going to pick you up at this time. You have this sport. You know, we don't have a lot of individualism and freedom when we're young. It's very regimented, which is great. Kids need structure, but, um, it makes it hard to escape sometimes bullying and ridiculed, ridiculing. And, oh my goodness, did I get bullied in school? Um, and I'm having a flashback right now to sitting at the lunch table in sixth grade and I, my parents, um, I, I started breaking out towards the end of fifth Mm -hmm. grade and, um, still to this day, I struggle with acne. I mean, I, I haven't in the past year because I have finally realized that I have a gluten sensitivity causes hormone imbalance, um, and that's, you know, in congruence with my thyroid. And now my thyroid is in remission over realizing this sensitivity. So thank God. But, you know, when, when we were young, my, my parents were just doing all that they could and bringing me to the dermatologist, started getting me facials, um because my skin was just so bad. I mean, I was getting called a pizza face and this and that and all of these different names, and it truly felt like, school felt like a war zone. And then my parents um, took me to get, make. I mean, I begged them. I'm like, please, please, can I have makeup to cover this up to go to school? I, fr- from about 6th to 12th grade, um, I, I stayed home from school so often on days where I was just like, I cannot show up today like my face the looks like there are create like just insane right. craters um i don't want to get bullied today and it it's so sad to think back to that and think oh my i missed so much mm. because i was letting what people thought of me hold me back um i missed so much but back to the story i was sitting at um the lunch table and these two kids were they were in front of me and they were l- laughing at me they were like look at her look at her skin oh my god it's like an oil slick you could reach out and touch it and I it's it it's almost like mind-boggling to me because I'm 25 now this has right. been I was 11 this has been like 15 years mm. just about um it's crazy that I had to sit there and keep eating my lunch and just wow. just you know just so can't can you, you that? just I mean right now even just you feeling
1: that and, and how old were you, would you say? At that 11. Time? 11. Think about how brave that 11-year-old. I mean, when you just kind of feel some appreciation for what that 11-year-old yeah. went through and, like, shouldn't have had to go through. And, wow, um, you know that that is how we can kind of go back in and look. Because sometimes at first when we do, we feel that shame of, of what we look like maybe, you know, in the yeah. situation. And it might be hard, but that 11-year-old really needs your love and acceptance and validation on the feelings. And so what I'm able to do a lot of times, you probably experience this some, is I'll listen for how how do you feel towards her. And if it's like, oh, she looks awful, you know, or something like that, then I know that we're not in wholeness yet. And so... I'll say, well, can, can, let's let that judgmental thought step aside, or maybe I won't say judgmental. Let's let that thought process step aside for a moment. And then how do you feel now? Well, I feel really angry at those children who are saying that, okay, yeah, that's, that's really acceptable. So let's let that angry step aside, that angry aspect of self step aside. And then eventually um when when it's uh, i will say how do you feel now and and if it's like a c word like i'm really curious or i'm caring or i just want to give her a hug i just want to love this little girl then i know purely in self and then um you know a lot of times the inner child will look right back and and that's where we can start just really um validating the experience and how awful and wrong it was for the um the person and um Sending her so much love and just filling her with love and helping to heal that and then and then there's some fun so here's my favorite part about hypnosis (laughs) is that it is limitless like it's like being in a lucid dream you can do anything so we might freeze everything in there and you might just pop up as the adult observer almost like a a parent coming in and maybe you say something to those kids to stand up for your inner child or maybe you allow her to stand up and say what it is she wanted to say at that time but couldn't say um and gives me chills right and it's really powerful because that needs to be you know or you know if 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 that's not the right way to express it maybe we throw some rocks or different things away not at the people but (laughs) and then um move into more of a different segment where we start to work on releasing that and yeah. that may be pulling the the children who said that or the person that really hurt you forward and r- they have to listen and you can really just let them let them have it say everything yeah. get it all off your chest maybe we um blow those angry feelings or those sad feelings into balloons or put them in packages, but. Um, the point is we're we're feeling and allowing that energy to come out of our body. And what we're also doing during that time is realizing this is something that was wrong with them or their idea or their perception that they put on you. This is yeah. not who you are. This isn't actually um, this is just a label, but this isn't you. This isn't define you or your worth or your beauty or anything else. It was just a phase. yeah, and um and then, Sometimes we'll even be able to connect and kind of ask what's going on with those kids to make them say such mean things. And sometimes it, it may not be anything, but sometimes there can be really. Sometimes there can be some very amazing revelations especially dealing with um parents or um you know siblings or something like that it's just amazing maybe what the subconscious mind might have known or heard and what will come through and just um amazing forgiveness or ease in the body I don't even really love the word forgiveness to be truthful because I feel like there's a lot um that people have resistance towards with that yeah but to me I, I don't care if, if you really forgive those kids or not, I, you know, they're, yeah. they're long gone in the past, but really what it's about is the ability to truly feel at peace in your, in your mind, body, and soul, like getting it out of your system, that toxicity, that, yeah. and so when we use the word forgiveness, it really means that we've entered into a place where we can just really let it go completely. Yeah. And that, that is really what it's about it it's not about accepting
0: it or it being okay it's about you being okay yeah absolutely um and and I agree with you about the word forgiveness it it's almost sometimes like my mouth doesn't even want to let the word come out at times because it's like you know where was my sorry for this for me to give you for me to mentally set myself free there was no sorry but that's that's the part that's the funny part about it is sometimes you know um like the philosophy book I've, i always refer to this don miguel ruiz's oh, my favorite yes. mastery of love oh, oh so.
1: mastery of love it's on my um oh, so. i have so few instagram posts and mastery of love is one of the ones on there because it it touched me so i mean it was he yeah, has Incredible. such a great way of saying things so simply and understandable to everyone and yeah. I just hope everyone
0: reads that book me too I mean I I never thought that I would like it more than the fourth and the fifth agreement but I like that one the best but yeah he's what does he say um when you you open the wound with the scalpel of truth right. forgiveness is the medicine that heals the wound and mm-hmm. Oh, it's And so how hard he starts test. it off, like right where you're finishing, you know, what you're saying,
1: it starts off with, what if we were on a planet where everybody had these open wounds and just to touch or hug or anything would create such pain. Uh. And really what he's meaning by that is that we all have these wounds or, you know, especially children can be dealing with with their own bully maybe somebody is bullying them and so they're turning around and bullying somebody else maybe they have a really difficult thing whatever yeah. reason it is it is making them feel better about themselves in that moment and, it, and sadly it continues sometimes into adulthood you know maybe yeah. a little more of a filter but in truth whenever somebody needs to put someone else down or make someone else feel bad about themselves it's because they need to feel better about themselves mm-hmm. and if we could just teach Mm, if if we could find a way to really change that in the world and really start filling and plugging <laughs> and making one another feel uplifted yeah. rather than um, negative and all kids are going to go through a phase of saying things that they just sometimes yeah. see and notice but there's a difference between that younger
0: age and and just yeah <laughs> well beautifully spoken um i want to move yeah. from Don Miguel Ruiz Mm -hmm. really quick to Joe Dispenza's work. Oh, yeah. Love Joe Dispenza. So something that also going back to my session, um, the inner child work, Mm -hmm. you had me, you had me sit with my five-year-old self on the carpet of my kindergarten room at one of the first times that I shared with you I've ever felt awkward or embarrassed in my life and, you know. Just for shits and gigs, guys. I'll share it today on the show. <laughs> and please don't feel like you have to. If you don't yeah. want to, most people. Hey, I don't mind. I don't <laughs> and mind. And I want to just point. put a
1: little word in here. Yeah. Um, all hypnosis sessions would all if the person wants to share always, yeah. but of course, um, you know, it's between me and you. unless yeah. You know, if you want to share it, then goes I'll nowhere. speak to it and speak about it if, like, in this situation. Yeah. But I wouldn't ever tell anyone or say anything to anyone about it. Your files, yeah. you know, everything is kept very um HIPAA. <laughs>
0: and I, I love that about you because I can really tell, you know, I, I like to study the archetypes and um I in my older years now, my the past couple of years um of studying the archetypes, I make sure to stay far away from the gossip archetype. I don't, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes the gossip archetype can be put in a work realm or a realm of work that suits them. Like, um, you know, people sharing news, um, even writers, writers like myself, you know, some could call me a gossip just because I like to write. Um, I don't look at it like that, but but, yeah, so I don't mean to like debunk that archetype of the gossip altogether. Right. But one thing that made me feel very safe in you guys' practice your practice with all of your beautiful workers uh, or co-workers is that i I didn't sense anybody there that, you know, wants to, you know, absorb maybe what someone's going to tell them in a session mm-hmm. and then, run and tell Barbara or Susan or you know your partners I I like that it's it truly is a safe space a safe haven to disclose whatever you want with any of the therapists you see and you know you guys are so genuine about everything and it, it it really means a lot to know that what we say in these sessions right. is only shared if we feel comfortable yeah. sharing. And if, and sometimes
1: if a person is interested in another practitioner, we may ask, you know, is it okay if we kind of um, share some of the information? A lot of times we'll do it with the person there involved. Or, um, but rarely ever only because that way each practitioner can work on what it is they need yeah. to work on. It may be different than what one of us, or it may just be a very general, but even then it's, it's with the permission of yeah. the person and only if they want that. And some people, it's funny or open like you, and they'll be sharing their whole <laughs> session out in the open and we're all enjoying yeah. and having
0: fun, you know, listening to it. And that that's always great too. Yeah. And, Hey, so on that note, guys, I'll share this story (laughs) with you because I really want to interrelate it to Joe Dispenza's profound work. So um, she had me go back to one of the first moments that I can ever remember as a child being embarrassed and feeling shame, feeling awkward about something that I spoke from the heart and that was not digested well or consumed well from others. So all the way back to kindergarten i'm sitting on the colorful rug everyone remembers the color block rug <laughs> right. right um miss moody's class and miss moody our kindergarten teacher asks all of us we had just read a book about um tickling so you know everyone has their tickle spots and miss moody's like why don't we go around the room and everybody share your tickle spots um which like sounds uh, this it sounds like today maybe this would be a little different but completely innocent you know everyone's like my armpits my neck you know my feet yeah my feet um so that's what it was and we're going around and they get to me and I was so excited to tell everybody and I said um she said Carly what's your tickle spot and I said when you speak and how did I I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I said, when you speak and it tickles my ears and it tickles my neck and like the side of my neck or something yeah. like that. Um, and the whole class looked, she she looked at me really confused. The assistant teacher looked at me really confused. And I mean, they it's just an answer maybe no one had ever heard before. And then I immediately felt shame with what I had said. I was like, is this wrong for someone's voice to tickle me? But it's mm. always been like well, that. not it funny now that there's like a whole um, following <laughs> of YouTube people listening for that
1: little sounds that make right. that tickle in their ear and their neck? You know, ASMR, like right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> isn't it funny? <laughs> You're <laughs> just so ahead of your time. <laughs> I'm like, ASMR, guys. ASMR tickles my <laughs> ear. <Right. laughs> but you had me go and visit this girl as my, you had me visit my five-year-old self as my 25-year-old self and oh my gosh, I was I was crying like a little baby in there. It felt so good, and I just was looking at myself, and she was looking at me. And you had me exist in this space with her in this room with her, and tell her that it's okay. You're going to grow up to be this incredible woman, and none of this none of this matters what people think right now. You know, all you just really poured into me and allowed me to share and go back to this girl. A moment in time which needed to happen right. because, my goodness, that needed to be addressed. And interrelating it to Joe Dispenza's work, he talks about something that I have said my entire life that I have felt to be true for me: that we can exist. Our our existence is limitless. We can exist Absolutely. in many t- at, at many places at many different times, um, and you know he talks about how we can exist with our past self with our present self in the moment of visiting our past self we can exist with our future self Mm -hmm. in that moment i mean there there was a time before this podcast where we were already existing in this room thinking about it and there's going to be a time one two five ten fifteen twenty forty (laughs) thirty years from now where we're existing in this same room in this same moment and, oh, God, that is so beautiful to me. So for that to be a part of hypnotherapy is yeah. just and incredible. And remind me during that time on, on the rug, too, um,
1: didn't we kind of explain it to the teacher a little as well to help her not overreact so much and yeah. how it made you feel? Yeah. Something like that. And who knows where Miss Moody is even today, you know, <laughs> who knows, but, um, really it's about standing up for that inner child and, yeah. and kind of showing yeah, this wasn't a big deal. And, and yet it made me feel so bad, but more than dealing with the other person, most of the time, the focus is on you and your inner child, but you're right. And, mm-hmm. and that is such a beautiful way of tying it in with Joe Dispenza's work. And it, it is amazing. It's amazing to see the, these aspects um interacting with us and and how um, it can change your whole perception it can change your relationships that you have with somebody the way you look at someone yeah um and it just releases it's it's releasing a limiting belief or or some sort of shame (sighs) in you and it's going back to the beginning and clearing it out and so it's like one less thing we have to deal with and it frees us and helps to bring us back to our
0: wholeness Mm, yeah and I mean it just it felt so incredible that day so I want to know right now from you what would you say to anybody that is fearing hypnotherapy Mm. or you know the misconceptions and the myths that come along with hypnotherapy Well, there certainly are a lot of
1: (laughs) misconceptions and myths, and not all of them are are completely wrong. There's also different ways people do hypnosis or hypnotherapy. We have Mm -hmm. the stage performers who um, do create a lot of fear in people. I I get that a lot. Are you going to make me act like a chicken? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) last very long if that's what I was doing.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: They are in the, for entertainment, but what I I do credit them with is is it's quite astonishing. They really show the power of hypnosis up yeah. there on on screen um, or on live or for the Vegas th- I mean, stages, right? Yeah, I mean it, it, it. what they do and what you can do in hypnosis is amazing and yeah. fun. Um, but the difference in my form with hypnotherapy is I'm not there ever to embarrass anyone. I'm there. We're having a a back and forth conversation and the goal is purely just to help empower you to use your own mind, to to hold that space and to take you back using the tools. I mean, trance is, I I guess this would be a myth is the, the word trance and it implies people think of like a zombie or mind control, um, being under the influence of someone, mm-hmm. especially after watching a stage act and they're like, "Well, oh, they were making them do things that they would never do. Yeah. Um, and yes, to a certain degree, some, some people use it that way to have fun and stage shows and, and things like that. But um, my form of hypnosis or hypnotherapy in general I am not really there to put things in your mind, perhaps a few, um, affirmations that we might come up Mm. with together or filling you up or just a few words to help you uplifting things like that. But like you mentioned earlier, you are awake and you are able to discern what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and what you're thinking. It's a very interesting realm to be in and, um, you know, people correct me all the time. Um, or y- y- if I accidentally say a name that's wrong, <laughs> like if I say Miss Mindy instead of Miss Moody, they're like, no, it's Miss Moody. So <laughs> there is, um, shout out Miss Moody. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, can we say that anyway? Right. <laughs> um, but, but that's just uh, a way for people to understand that we're working together in this and that they're not, they're not under my control or my influence. I'm just helping to get them to that state. um, That is a natural state that we go into, but then we're able to use it for a purpose and a moment to hold you there for a longer amount of time, you know? Um, But speaking to that too, to alleviate some fears, people are like, well, what are you doing to get me there? (laughs) You know? And um, the truth is it is a natural state. We go in and out of it every night before we're following us falling asleep. Um, it's the state where we're still kind of aware we might be starting to get a little bit of dreams, but, um, we're still kind of knowing it's just like, we're starting to turn more inward. And really that is the best description I can give is that we're, we're turning our attention inward and we're letting everything else Zoom out of focus. Yeah, and so sometimes people experience that when watching movies. Um, you could be in a movie theater and all the popcorn and noises are driving you nuts. And then yeah. as you really get in tune, everybody else just fades away, and it's just you watching the movie. And then you might look up, you know, back and realize, oh yeah, I'm still in a movie theater. You're so drawn in, you know. Yeah. And so I think that that is kind of a close way of experience, you know, of thinking about it. It's very yeah. hard to describe. And in a lighter way, um, we, some people, I I sometimes do this, experience it while driving. It's like, whew, I'm already there. And it's not that I'm not aware of driving. Yeah. I absolutely am. But it's just that it went by very fast and many things are processing in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, oh, I resonate with that. Yeah. And that is sort of a form of time of of trance state as well so anytime that we're going inwardly or or just able to like let everything else sort of fade away and just focus oneself um that that would be what I would describe it as and one last thing I think that I really like to say to alleviate people's fears um more than anything is that Every day and every way, we are getting hypnotized through advertisements, through billboards, through radios and, ev- you know, news. There's so much coming at us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a very big difference when you come to someone like myself or Asami, the other hypnotherapist at Healing Leaves, and you know that you and I are working together for a goal. And every time we sit down and watch a movie or a commercial or anything like that, certain trigger words are going straight into our subconscious mind and they can create fears Mm -hmm. that we don't even know that um, we're put there. I mean, let's just um, think about a typical uh, commercial for medicine. It it can, trigger us one to think that about an illness that we didn't even know we might have had but our symptoms match so it's starting to go into our mind or that we you know and I'm not here to like you know um, doubt on that it's just how it's (laughs) advertising um has it down and it's without really our permission or our knowing our understanding there's not a contractual agreement of what's going into your mind Mm -hmm. you're kind of caught off guard you're doing other things and it's slipping right in yeah and um And then that, and like we were talking about with the hypnotic anchors, just somebody saying something mean, rude. um, Those are all types of things that are going and bypassing that critical faculty, that moment of being like, hey, wait, what? If somebody were to come up to you and be like, hey, the sky is green. And you're like, no, actually the sky is blue. You're just going to be like, whatever, something's wrong with, you you know. But if somebody's like, oh. That, is that a zit starting to form on your face? That maybe becomes something very triggering, to, you know, or mm. something like that. So, um, yeah, it's just these differences. And basically, um, trying to sum this up a little bit, to me, there is nothing more fascinating than being able to use our own mind to empower ourselves to become a better person, overcome our fears, overcome mm. our habits. Some may be afraid, like when we're talking about the inner child work. Oh, I don't wanna go back there and dredge up old pain. But it happens really fast and it's really not a scary experience. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Even in some of the more traumatic things that I have um helped people through and um y- y- you know, So I don't know uh, if there's any other... I mean, I feel like those are kind of the main fears is, is, yeah. is different things from movies and stuff, but also some people who are just nervous about what they're going to find. And yeah. maybe the other thing is some people are, are afraid, like, well, I don't really want to know like that. I, maybe there was something bad in my childhood and I don't remember and I don't want to dredge it up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't want to be mad at my mom or dad. But in this type of therapy, this isn't the goal. It's not about... Um, dredging up old past hurts and and making you mad at everybody it's it's yeah. really about pulling it out of you and helping you to come back to wholeness and yeah in your experience um you could probably speak to this that I would say most of the time people would come out of it feeling maybe a little more connected to someone that they were having a, a conflictual relationship with prior to yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I felt connected to so many more people in my life, Um, you know, when we did the grief work with my dad of saying everything that I wanted to say to him, I felt more connected to his spirit and, you know, the love that I feel in my heart towards him and I was able to really let go of a lot of things, we all are going to have things that we regret when we lose someone, but they are in nirvana now they are in pure euphoric bliss they those those emotions don't even exist where they're at and they don't want us to feel them anymore um
1: but we hold on to them and can hold on to it for so long um you know uh, many times some of the first deaths we may encounter as children or grandparents and things like Mm -hmm. that and there can be a lot that people hold on to about um maybe not spending enough time or maybe they were asked to spend some time and they didn't and they're still feeling that and then there can be a fear of i better make every single visit every time somebody asks me to do something and um we're often able to go back and and release that fear and, and also Um, see that we were going through different stages of life and that we've learned certain things from that. So Mm -hmm. we can't hold our eighteen year old eighteen year old self accountable in the same way. Like it's time to let it go sometimes, or or eight year old self or you know, thirteen we can just start to see that
0: what does guilt really do,
1: you know, after a while, once we've processed it, as long as we're not hurting anyone, you know, it's like if if we're just holding on to it to punish ourselves over and over again.
0: W- why? Yeah. Especially when, when that's not what they would want for us. Absolutely. And I mean, going back to what you said about some people kind of being scared to revisit different times in their lives. Um, you know, I feel like everyone that knows my family and knows my mom, yeah. everyone is very hyper fixated on the loss of my father to suicide right now. Um, because that just, we just hit three years ago, or yeah, three years ago, about a month ago now, Um, but upon getting the hypnotherapy session for my mom for Christmas, we were driving to my grandma's Christmas day, and um, you know, she was telling me she's excited, and she's wondering how it works, and Mm -hmm. she's completely open to it, and you know, i I start to pour into her and I tell her, well, mom, I think that this is really going to help you a lot with dad, but I want to go back to, I'm not gonna say her age on here, but she's my mom. Mm -hmm. But I said, I wanna go back to your 10 year old self. I wanna go back to when you lost your mom because you've told me my entire life, you've mentioned it many times, and she's she's not one to victimize herself, right. but almost so much so to yes. the point where she's so strong, right. um, and she's been so strong that it can in turn create her living life on autopilot, and I said. I want this hypnotherapy session, of course, to help you with dad. But I want to I want you to go back to when you lost your mom Mm -hmm. because she lost her mom in the biggest tornado to ever come through North Carolina in 83. She wakes up in the hospital. She had been thrown almost like a mile from her house. Ten year old Mm -hmm. little little. My mom's pretty petite. Found under a hot water heater in, um, I want to say she was in a coma, and she wakes mm-hmm. up in a full body cast. She had missed her her own mother's funeral, wow. and her mother was just this enigmatic, larger than life, like beautiful but feisty. Mm-hmm. She she talks about how she took her to the skating rink all the time, and they just. Mm-hmm. She was so much fun. yeah. And I said, you know, she she's mentioned that she's not gotten the help, especially in those childhood years that right. she needed. And then it's so easy to go through life and be like, oh, well, that window has passed. We're no longer here anymore. I don't need help for this. Yeah. And um, I could see we were driving, but I could see behind her glasses, her sunglasses that she was crying. Oh. But tears of joy, because mm-hmm. I think it may be mentally set her free or opened her up a little Mm -hmm. bit to, to have someone hold that space for her and acknowledge and almost know like that you guys are there waiting on her, Mm -hmm. waiting to help her tackle this. And she just feels so good. I mean, it's almost like a motherly love coming from you guys. And if Mm -hmm. you think about that, that does make sense because when you're, when you're helping someone target, the loss and the grief of losing loved ones, and you specialize in g- what is it called? Grief. Specialize. Um. Well, I speciali- would
1: well, certainly help people with grief okay. a lot, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily specialize b- in grief, but yeah. I'm not sure if you if there's something else that you're. I think.
0: I think. Um, I guess I thought you specialized in it because you did such a phenomenal (laughs) job (laughs) with me (laughs) I just work with so many different things but grief is a big one that comes up often um so it was almost like a fatherly presence for me that day like I Mm. felt my dad's energy and just let it go you know so I (gasps) hope to my mom it's that motherly energy of you know knowing Mm. you're okay you're supported you can be with us here and I think that just that alone is and so just needed. Allowing in this hurt her world. to even go in and comfort
1: her own. So, we, I like to call it, um, or we call it like a reparenting the inner mm-hmm. child. And so, it's going back in now, like, you know, getting to give the love and support from your adult self. So, now she has the resources of being a mother, yeah. knowing all of what she knows, and then being able to go back in and really help that traumatized little girl and I would like to mention too that you know grief comes in so many different layers so you can oftentimes get grief counseling or have a, a great support system at the time and um, but you're, you're only limited to the resources you have you know as far as your age of being 10 what do you bring? Uh, yeah. How do you help your, you know, self with that? And, and amazing counselors, definitely. So it's going to be a different experience, even with somebody who really got the treatment or care that they may have needed at that time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different than coming back in and addressing it later with the yeah. help of the adult self, like being your own mother to that figure and knowing exactly what she's feeling and exactly what she needs and being able to love her in the perfect way.
0: Mm. is is really powerful. Yeah, that is just extremely powerful. My last question Mm -hmm. that I have for you today is going to be, what would you say the biggest breakthrough you have seen someone, a client, friend, family member, experience after a hypnotherapy session with you? Wow. So...
1: You know, I do get asked that sometimes and I try and think about it. And to me, everyone, every single um, session is so different and so transformative in its own yeah. way. Hard to pick one. I, I mean, and so, of course, we have the types where people break addictions for life that they've struggled with. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, they have cancer or other things that they're really strong health um issues and they really need to break these habits and to be able to help them do that, that is life changing and transformative. Mm -hmm. I would say that the ones that really touch me the most are whenever, um, families are able to reconnect due to some of the work that was done. And, Mm -hmm. um, there is one particular one that stands out and, and it kind of leans to it's not that this is always going to go this way. I don't want people to think that I'm spiritually bypassing in any way um, or saying that there's not, like, very real trauma. But when it does play out this way, and in this particular case, it was just so special that um, the child was being raised by a caretaker and, um, you know, uh, close to adolescence or so, and, and a comment or something was made that really, really hurt. I mean, obviously very much to the core and we're speaking about like this was 30, 40 years later, and, and the person had never really felt um, love, you know, connected and, and really hadn't even spent much time at all with this caretaker who was getting up in their years. And we were able to bring the adult self back in and observe. And now that that person was a parent themselves and kind of knew that sometimes we might be in a bad mood and make a comment, but it, That if we look at the big picture of how overall they treated us most of the time and by observing it and seeing it from the adult or even their own parent experience perspective, they were able to see that it was just a bad moment for that person rather than how that person actually felt about them. Mm -hmm. And I did not put this into their head. This was just them observing and coming to their own conclusions about it reconciling and when they came out they were like oh my gosh I've been holding on to this for so long and I just never had seen it this way Mm. or thought about it I really thought this is how they felt about me and uh what was so special about that is that the person was able to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas before the uh, caretaker passed away you know early in the next year after that and so it, it was just them reporting back to me that that was really special that they were able to spend that time without yeah. that feeling, um, that they had carried with them for that long. So that, that's just one example. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many, um, being able to take the pain away sometimes, um, had Parkinson patients or people who, who often shake so much. And when I'm able to get them so deeply relaxed And that they can just have a time of no shaking at all and just, I mean, not saying that that would happen for everyone, but I've had cases that way. And it is when they come out and say, I just look so forward to my hour with you or hour and a half or whatever it may be each week. Because during that time, I get to just go into a pure, purely blissful state and I don't shake and I get to forget and leave all my concerns and worries behind um, helping people prepare to transition in life because so many people um don't want to have that conversation and sometimes it's really needed for a person who's facing that um, whether they're old or whether you know they have something going on um terminal or something like that and so just to be able to hold that space and let them express their feelings I mean it's that is also um very touching to my heart so i feel like there's just so many ways that transformational um but yeah so often uh, just just to hear someone say wow i feel like my whole perspective on life has changed To have somebody who is speaking you know kind of to your situation who could not see themselves in a way at all that maybe even other people saw them in such a beautiful yeah. way but their own perception of themselves was so bad that um, they were ready you know to let it go and 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 to be able to take them back in and to see that um, their actions do not define them. Other people's words do not define them, to take them back to their wholeness, Mm -hmm. to the beginning and let them see who they really are and to help them feel pure and whole again. I feel like there's really no better feeling in the world for somebody to be on the brink of feeling so worthless and changing it completely and being able to kind of see their life in a whole new
0: way and, and to just take off from there. I mean, I just have to say, Amber, you and the gift that you have to offer people is truly just so special, so immensely special. And anybody, I think, can benefit from this truly because we've all been through different traumas, different experiences um, but before we close out today, I feel like I've had you in the hot seat. No, yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's
1: been so enjoyable. I would like to say one quick thing if I could, yeah. and maybe you were even going to give gonna go the chance. here. Yeah, oh, give okay. you the chance to ask I me. just want to say, too, for anyone who is who, who maybe feels fearful or all this inner child stuff might be a little too much or something, That there's there's the opposite way, too, that I also do work with teenagers or sports performance, people who um, need test anxiety or visualizing overcoming um, an injury, overcoming injuries, overcoming um, fear of success or or the test anxiety or or. um,
0: Testing, trying to, think, a big yeah, one.
1: Um, or just when they go out on a field, maybe they practice amazingly well, and then they get their anxiety. performance anxiety. Yeah. yeah, and that's so much fun too. And there's actually a lot of science and credibility to the power of visualization, and just adding it into your routine um, is is so big, and, and it's it's measurable, you yeah. know, and it, it's just. R- the mind is powerful we are always giving directions to our subconscious mind and it could be by the words that we're saying to ourselves like oh i'm so stupid well then we start seeing ways that make us look stupid or people commenting that make us feel stupid yeah. you know um or look how fat i am in the mirror, and that literally becomes a <laughs> hypnotic suggestion to ourself that yeah. we want to be fat. <laughs> and so it's not that anyone says it purposely, um, or, or, you know, they're, they they do not know, but we can start to understand how our language, how our thoughts, how other people's, um, language and thoughts affect ourselves, one another. Um, and I, I really hope that also coaches and teachers, um, will also hear this and understand that they can make such a massive difference in these children's lives. Um, They can be the people who really lift them up and not just the starters on the team or the best of the best. They could be the difference of a child who maybe isn't very good but but they decided to go out and try out and maybe they're like the last running the laps and, and they're struggling and maybe they don't even ever get to see the field. But a coach can really have that chance to to build that confidence up in them and you know just say the right words or motivate them in the right way and I I've seen I have two boys and I have seen some really amazing coaches out there who have uplifted and I've seen some not so amazing and I hope with all the the life coaching and different types of you know, not like sports coaching, but, Mm -hmm. but the training of coaching that is out there and available that more sports or, or dance or any, anything that has to do with children and their, um, confidence and what is being put into them, modeling any of that. I, I really would encourage anyone who is, influence influencing children in any capacity to go and, and get some coaching skills and learn how their words can motivate or decimate <laughs> decimate. Yeah. 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 I don't know, did I say that wrong? Um but that is something I feel so passionate about because um most of the time, you know, everyone's out there doing maybe they're volunteering, maybe they're working and not getting paid very much and and they're tired but when you start to feel like you know you're you're looking at me like wow what you're doing is amazing, but each one of us in every job that we um, take on can be doing the same thing for each person. We can be uplifting them and building their confidence. And maybe it's a kid that comes back when they're 21 and was like, do you know how you made me feel? I never wanted to read a book, but your encouraging words made me feel smart enough to pick up a book and read it. And then, wow, that teacher right there in that moment, change the life, you know, and, yeah. and, and they all do in so many ways. And I don't mean, I don't mean to be downplaying in any way, but I'm just saying that I really think that we can all become more aware because if we can start to help with the little ones, then there's not so much work to do when they're grown and <laughs> go yeah. back in.
0: You know? Absolutely. Self-awareness is key. And I love how beautifully you put all of that. You are such a, such an incredible and proficient speaker. Um, so thank you so much for being here tonight. I had so much fun with oh you. Gosh, thank you. I feel like the time just flew by, and it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed oh my it. God, it absolutely was. And you guys if you ever have the chance to see amber or any of the other practitioners I at healing like leaves me as well as yeah. asami
1: um, is another hypnotherapist at healing leaves and you didn't get the opportunity to try her yeah um many of our skills are are similar and the same and she has just, just the most beautiful heart and en- energy and so i just really want to like throw um you know just a shout out to her as well because uh she, she does an amazing job and we get to help one another. And I guess that sort of speaks to, to like the fact that we have two hypnotherapists, you know, sometimes we will have numerous people kind of doing the same type of work, but there's so much need for, um, help and, um, and there's no need to
0: compete because there's more
1: (laughs) than enough. Um, New
0: people are going to find you. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that that's what you guys believe in. So again, thank you so much thank for you. being here today. Shout out to all of your practitioners all because of them. oh yeah. my god, they're so they're all so incredible. So Absolutely if you guys amazing. are in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, surrounding area, North Carolina at all, Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia, Healing Leaves is different than any other space, in my opinion. So definitely give them a try and follow right. them on Instagram too. Yeah,
1: follow us on Instagram and even um, if you're not from the North Carolina area, uh, for instance, Asami and I and hypnotherapy and quite a few of the different practitioners are able to do Zoom. Okay, good. And it works good to in know. the same way. Good as to well. know.
0: so yeah. Good um, to know. Yeah. So thank you. You are so welcome. All right, guys, until next time, and I will add their Instagram name in the description below, but until next time, stay bloomy-brained.